Entrepreneurs, we're a creative bunch, and we often have difficulty staying focused and productive. Did you know that research shows that the time given to any workday, 80% is spent doing tasks with little or no value, and only 20% is spent doing something really important? So today's question is, how can you be more productive? Oh my gosh, it's so hard to believe. It's day four already of my five-part podcast series, The Ultimate Focus and Freedom Masterclass, specifically designed to help you reduce your workload and free up to 10 hours a week without hiring another employee. So today I'm going to share with you five main productivity concepts that are going to save you time. Let's get going. You're listening to the Work Less, Profit More business podcast for accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, and other expert professionals. Welcome aboard. I'm your host, Diana Lidstone, business strategist, marketing catalyst, known for my straight talk, no BS, and the simple strategies to get my clients awesome results so they can enjoy more joy, profit, and freedom. Hey, listeners. Thanks for following along with this series. Today is part four of this five-part workshop series, and today is all about getting more productive so you can reduce your workload. And what I'm going to share with you today, you can implement today, not next week, not next month, but today. So in the first part of this series, in episode 86, we dove into the number one strategy that I feel reduces bright, shiny object syndrome. And if you haven't listened to that, I strongly suggest you go back and listen to it. In part two, I walk through a seven part exercise to help you pinpoint the most impactful tasks on your plate so that you aren't wasting time on tasks that aren't moving the needle in your business. And day three, I shared a story about Cynthia, her journey and her business coach. And I shared three main systems required to scale your business. Authority Visibility Blueprint, the Profit Plan, and the Freedom Roadmap. So as I said, today is all about productivity concepts. And I use the word concepts rather than strategies because there's lots of strategies out there. But these are concepts that you can apply, customize to your specific business. And you know, I'm going to say right from the start, none of these concepts are really earth shattering and maybe you've used them all previously. But here's the question. Do you consistently use them to save time and increase your productivity? You see, these strategies are meant to help you minimize costly distractions so that you can focus on what's important to you and your business right now. Brian Tracy, self-development guru, has been quoted as saying that for every minute you spend planning, it saves you 10 minutes in execution. Got that? So the number one concept that you can use is to plan. That's right. You can plan. Planning saves you time. So if you spend 10 minutes planning, According to Brian Tracy, that means you would save 100 minutes on execution. Well, that's an hour and 40 minutes already. So it always astounds me that busy business owners rarely take time to plan. So question, when was the last time you left your office and spent an hour or more planning? Yes, you heard me right. Leaving the office is important. 
because you leave behind distractions. And what's even better is to get out in nature. That's why so many of my clients actually come to visit me here in a thousand islands to do their strategic planning. It's out of the office and it's definitely out in nature. So another question, do you regularly hold annual or quarterly CEO planning days to review your goals, make adjustments? You know, what are you doing to achieve those goals? Or do you simply, you know, kind of put your head down and plod along? Do you regularly hold weekly CEO meetings with yourself to sort out your week? Well, actually, I have a little gift for you. It's a checklist, five tips for making your week more productive. And the link is in the show notes. So it's dianalidstone.com slash CEO hyphen weekly hyphen meeting hyphen checklist. But the link is in the show notes. Here's another question. Do you regularly review your financial statements and make adjustments to your actions based on those figures, right? Are you doubling down on what's working? Are you letting go of what's not working? So many entrepreneurs are afraid to look at their financial statements, but it's so, so important. All these types of planning will save you time. So the number one concept for you is plan. Number two concept is something that I call your model agenda. And it's true, it's another type of planning, but it's specific to your agenda or your schedule. And I was introduced to this concept years ago, and I continue to teach it. So a model agenda is simply a template of where you're spending your time during the week. It's based on a couple of other principles, such as setting aside your peak performance hour or hours to work on your business, not in it. And the second is not allowing interruptions or meetings during those peak performance times. Another key principle is batching. And here's what I mean, batching like activities together. So, you know, in the show notes, I've given you an example of my week. You can go and take a look at it. But I batch creative writing, for instance. And there are so many benefits related to batching. But the big one is when you focus on a batch of related tasks, it saves you a significant amount of time, which gets lost in multitasking. And according to the University of California, Irvine study, it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds to refocus once you've been distracted. So multiply that across the day. So that if you get distracted three times during your day, you're wasting 90 minutes, another hour and a half saved if you batch. Okay, with respect to the model agenda, setting boundaries and being very protective of your time is really another principle that you have to enforce. Now, this could mean simply closing your office door, or it could be putting a do not disturb sign on your office door. Maybe it means not answering the phone and returning phone calls later, but you must set boundaries. So as I said in the show notes, I've given you a colored picture of what my calendar looks like. And it's colored because it's color-coded. That's right. So here's a couple of things you'll notice. 
I don't allow people to book meetings until after 10 a.m. Why? Because I am most productive from, let's say, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning. That's my time to work on my business. You can also see I only hold client meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Right? They're batched. Friday is my flex day, which means I work in the morning. If I need to catch up on a meeting or some writing, like when I was preparing for this workshop series. The other thing you'll notice is I always block off 11.30 to 1.30 for lunch and a walk with the dog. Here's why. Earlier in my business, in my coaching business, when we all went to online booking, I wasn't blocking off lunch. And then people were booking at lunchtime. I would never get a good meal in and I would never get my walk with the dog. That walk with the dog, as much as there are days I hate going out in our Canadian weather, it is where I can let my mind just relax. I can come up with my best ideas. We're out there in nature and I'm getting my steps in. So I block off two hours in my day. Now, you'll also notice on my calendar, I don't hold meetings typically after 3 p.m. Why? Because my mind turns to mush after 3 o'clock. Now, I might attend a networking meeting, but I don't do coaching and I don't do podcast recordings or things like that. And as I said, you'll note that I color code my meetings because it really allows me to quickly look at my week's meetings and know, oh, I'm kind of heavy on networking, or I don't have any networking, or I'm kind of heavy on podcast recordings, and I can make adjustments. And you see, Monday mornings are reserved for that creative writing. I also do my profit potential audit interviews. They can be booked Monday afternoons. And every week I review my calendar and make adjustments so that I can either open up more spaces if I need to, or I can close up some spaces if I need more me time. It's flexible and it's at my discretion. I'm in charge. So your model agenda, you know, has to be adjusted to you. But the concept is that, you know, to be more productive You've got to weed out the distractions, which leads me also to tip number three. Tip number three is about saying no. That's right. It might seem harsh, but I don't know about you, but my goal, and this is top of mind for me, is to work three days a week between 10 and 3 p.m. and still earn a good six-figure profit. So what is your goal? Are you specific about it? So if that is my goal, then sometimes I just have to say, no, I'm not being mean, but it's in keeping with my personal goal. And it's kind of funny because I remember reading Shonda Rhimes' book, A Year of Yes, and thought, how amazing would it be to say yes to everything? (laughs) But that's not my life, and that's not the life I truly desire. You see, knowing my big picture vision, And my business purpose and my values allows me to stay focused on what's important to me. And these days, it's having time to be with my kids and my grandson. So saying no is a form of self-care. 
Which brings me to number four. It's about recharging. It's about putting your oxygen mask on yourself first. And it's about self-care. You see, a business owner who is sick or tired can't be productive and can't lead a team. I think one of the most important things is to get a good night's sleep. An article I read from Brendan Bouchard quoted that 90% of the people don't get enough sleep and that just getting 50 minutes more of sleep can have huge benefits. What about you? Do you get enough sleep? I know that if I stay up past, yikes, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock, I don't get enough sleep. But my goal actually is to wake up without an alarm clock every single day. So I do get enough sleep. Another thing is to take time off for a spa day. Yep, it's self-care and you really shouldn't feel guilty about it. Now, something else I want to mention about recharging and self-care. I've been in business, in this coaching business, for almost 10 years. And here's a confession. Until last year, I never, ever had gone on a business retreat. And in hindsight, it was a big, big mistake. The rest and the introspection about my life and business at this retreat was out of the world. And it's what I needed. I highly recommend it, which is why I'm going to be hosting my own retreat for women entrepreneurs in the fall of 2023, right here in the gorgeous Thousand Islands. And if this is something that might interest you, let me know. Reach out to me, diana at dianalidstone.com. The tentative dates are starting, you know, the week of September 11th. It's probably going to be mid week. But we're going to do some boat rides. We're going to visit some castles. We're going to probably drink some champagne. We're going to rest and we're going to recharge and we're going to look at our businesses, perhaps for you, from a different angle. I can't wait to do this retreat. All right. My last productivity concept is about automating with tools. And I know for some of you, technology is a bit of a challenge. That's me too. So I'm going to talk about the tools that I know about. And for those of you who are not technology challenged, maybe you have some suggestions and I'd love to hear some feedback from you. And you know, you can go to the show notes and there's a link there where you can leave me a voice message. So as I said, there's lots of tools that you can automate tasks in your business that will save you time. And I think perhaps one of the biggest tools you can use to automate in your business is a calendar booking system. And there's lots of them out there. They're amazing tools and they have multiple functions, even more than you know allowing people to book time with you. Many of them allow for you to set up, for instance, pre-qualifying questionnaires. Some of them accept payments. And whatever it is, these can be huge, huge time savers. By the way, I almost never take phone calls or let them interrupt my workflow. My clients and those people interested in speaking to me know from my website that they can hit a button and they can book time with me. Okay. The second bit of technology that I see being used more and more is a video tool by the name of Loom, L-O-O-M. 
My web developer uses it to send me short videos where she can explain to myself and to my VA how to make simple page adjustments. Loom can also help managers and CEOs reduce meeting times by up to 50% when they can create an answer to a question using a short Loom video. But I heard another great use for it, and that's helping you create standard operating procedures or SOPs. Using Loom to create a short video about the procedure, download the transcript, then ask chat GPT to summarize it into your SOP template. You know, all of these tools can be used in amazing ways. You just have to be creative. Okay, here's the third tool that everybody's talking about lately. And that's, yep, chat GPT. Now, personally, I don't use it. However, I've known that several of my clients do. And here's some applications that you might want to consider. If writing or creating blog posts or emails is difficult for you or time-consuming, or if it involves a lot of research, ChatGPT can save you a ton of time. It can also be used to draft emails, follow-up reminders, and thus creating more templates for you, or what I call swipe files. In other words, simply a Word doc that I can use over and over again and I save it as a swipe file. And ChatGPT can be used to provide summaries of notes and meetings. I've also heard that for speakers, it can provide you perhaps with some research, right? Like a list of associations looking for speakers. So there's a lot of uses for ChatGPT out there. I think the caution is that while it may create the information for you, I think it's best for you to go in and alter it and put it into your voice. I'm hearing that some of the SEO tools are now able to identify that you've been using ChatGPT if it's straight from ChatGPT. So you want to adjust it and use your own creativity in there. Okay, the fourth tool that I use a lot is about live streaming. Now, my communication style, where I get the best reaction from people, is if I'm doing things live. So I often do live streams on social media, but I don't want to do them multiple times on different platforms. So tools like StreamYard or Restream will stream live to multiple platforms at the same time. So for instance, I currently am doing a Tuesday's tip and I can stream to my Facebook personal page, my Facebook business page, and my LinkedIn profile all at the same time. Now that's time-saving. Okay, what have we got next? All right, here we are. Depending on the size of your business, you may find that a CRM tool customer relationship management tool is useful, especially to allow for timely follow-ups, assigning tasks for people. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if you're a one-person show, you need to invest in, you know, a big CRM. But the 
more you grow into an agency or several employees, you may find that a CRM is a useful tool. The sixth area that I want to talk about tools for automation are financial tools. And more and more, I'm seeing, you know, cloud accounting and bookkeeping, first of all, so you don't have to drive to your accountant or your bookkeeper. And then there's tons of tools out there that, you know, you can scan and upload your receipts, different things like that, that can save you a ton of time. And lastly, don't forget specialty tools for your industry. Now, since I work with a lot of lawyers, I know that they have special softwares that allow them to do their business more efficiently. So do accountants, so do financial advisors. So does your industry have a specific tool that could help you become more productive? So there you have my five big productivity concepts that I know you can implement today to help you reduce your workload and free up at least 10 hours a week. But the question is, which one will you use? Which ones will you actually implement? And just before we sign off for the day, I thought I would share some fun and perhaps surprising time management statistics that I have found. And by sharing these, I thought, well, maybe it'll just jar your creativity so that you can increase your productivity. So here we go. Of eight telephone calls placed, one will be repeated due to missing information. Hmm. Do you have all the information? The average manager spends three hours a day handling unforeseen interruptions and problems. Yikes. Employees on average work hardest 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. After this time, productivity tends to drop significantly. So when is your peak performance time? A typical office worker checks their email. 50 times, and their social media platform 77 times per day while they are at work. Turn off your notifications, people. 70% of people use a to-do list. That's true. I do too. And one of the planning tools that I invested in this year was something called Full Focus Planner. And it helps me prioritize my daily three. So three things I'm going to do today that are top of my list, cross them off. But it also gives me a place to, you know, keep other tasks, make notes about people that I met all in one nice, tidy place. Now, for those of you who work at a messy or otherwise unorganized workspace, they spend one and a half hours on average looking for misplaced items. I hate to tell you, but that's my husband. I love him dearly, but he loses things all the time. His idea of organization are piles on his desk and piles on his floor. No wonder he wastes a lot of time looking for things. Now, here's another statistic. Of the time given to the workday, 80% is spent doing tasks with little or no value. Only 20% is spent doing something important. Again, Pareto's Law, 20%. 80%. The last statistic I want to share with you, a person who gives themselves one thing a day to do will generally take all day to do it. If the same person gives themselves two things to do, both will get done. If someone adds 12 tasks to a to-do list, most people do not get all 12 done. 
but we'll get at least seven done. For me, 12 things on a to-do list, that's a lot. And that's why I create my daily three. Three things I'm going to get done. And you know what? It feels so good to tick off three things. All right. That's today's episode. Remember, if you're listening in real time, I'm hosting a LinkedIn event on Thursday where you can ask me questions or maybe you've got some great ideas that you can share with us. I'll be back tomorrow with day five of the Focus and Freedom workshop series, helping you reduce your workload and free up 10 hours per week. Tomorrow, one of the big questions I hear from small firm owners and founders is, when do I hire an additional employee? I also hear that from solopreneurs. But the small firms, you know, what employee should I hire first? You know, how do I get to that place? How do I know it's the right time? So I'm going to share with you a seven step, very logical sequence for you to implement so you can dramatically reduce your workload and that will bring you significant time savings. And this is so you can build your predictably profitable business without burning out. I'm going to share that logical sequence. So seven steps. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Be sure to put time in your calendar for tomorrow's episode. And remember, you can do this. Thanks for listening to the Work Less, Profit More podcast. We are tomorrow day five of this workshop. And I can't wait to talk with you. Diana here again. If you're feeling like the chief everything officer or feeling trapped because you can't seem to grow your business, then perhaps a profit potential audit is just what you need to find a solution to your roadblocks. You can apply at dianalidstone.com slash audit. And if you like, get featured on this podcast when I release the Profit Potential Audit episodes every month in my coaching week. You'd be surprised at what a little tweak can do for your business. Bye for now.